the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Well, let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we serve you, we love you, and we praise you. And Lord, we are convinced that this is the day that you have made, so we are rejoicing and we're glad in it. And Lord, we know, Father, that serving you is really our ultimate goal. So we ask that this day we would be able to achieve by by serving you, serving others, blessing people. And as we look at your word and as we look at your, your heart to meet with us, each week, actually each day, but have special appointments that you call us in so that we can draw closer to you. Oh, let our hearts be open to receive what you have for us. We thank you, praise you, and honor you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Amen and amen. Well... Do you remember your appointment? (laughs) Yeah, you have an appointment with God. Sometimes people call these appointments holy days or even Jewish holidays, but God calls them his appointed times. Now, the Hebrew is Moedim. Moedim should be translated, as I said, appointed times. So during the next month of broadcasts, we're going to talk about God's appointed times. However, even better, I want to invite you to participate in these appointments. Just email me a quick note that you would like our calendar of appointed times to see if you can participate. If you're going to do this, do it now because next weekend the appointed times begin. And I don't want you to say, well, I should have, or email me right while, while I'm speaking, while you're listening, at rabbi at org, Or 
You can go to the website of Shoresh David. Shoresh is spelled S-H-O-R-E-S-H, and then David, ShoreshDavid.org. And you can see the calendar for one of our five congregations, because we're all celebrating God's appointed times. This is really a great time uh, for one of our rabbis to come and visit your church and speak on these appointed times and how important they are for Christians, too. So again, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, and we'll set it up. So let's prepare our hearts and minds now to get ready for these appointed times. And also consider coming to our service and bringing a Jewish friend, especially if they do not know Yeshua as their Messiah. Now, the first service is Rosh Hashanah, which is a week from this Sunday at 7 o'clock. So, again, check our website, call our office, which is 813-831-5673, or go on our website at shereshtavid.org. You know, also, I just would like to say that this is a great season of time to pray for salvation and revival. And one of the things that I'm committed to in prayer is to pray over these seven mountains of influence. So what are the seven mountains? You've probably heard me talk about them before. It's family, religion, education, businesses, the media, arts and entertainment, and government. So join with me and pray over these these entities so we can reclaim these areas for God. Wouldn't it be amazing if our government was committed to serving the Lord? Okay. Well, that's another message for another day, right? Okay. So why should these holy days, these appointed times, or some people, as they miscall it, Jewish holy days, be important to you as as a Christian. Look, most of you who are listening to this program are probably coming from a Christian background. So let me let me speak to you for a moment and ask you some things. Look, are traditional holidays good? You know, sometimes people bash Christmas and Easter, but I certainly don't. I think they're great if they bring you closer to God. And they can be extremely meaningful to celebrate. However, nowhere in the Bible does it say to celebrate Christmas and Easter. So if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he commanded us in the book of Leviticus to keep his holy days forever, should we consider that it would be valid to do just that? Now, I realize that's not your tradition, (laughs) but are we going to talk about tradition or are we going to talk about God? (laughs) You know, oftentimes Judaism is all about tradition. Catholicism, in many ways, is about tradition. But it's time that we put 
Well, we don't want to put tradition aside, but we do want to at least understand it's tradition. But if we follow tradition, how much more should we follow Scripture? Some of you might say that, but it's in Leviticus, so it's just for the Jewish people. Others might say, hey, we're finished with the Old Covenant. That's part of the law. We're not under the law. Well, I would agree with you in that sense that you don't have to celebrate these appointed times. It is not required for salvation. However, if you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, by the way, that's very Old Covenant-ish, right? (laughs) That's Deuteronomy 6, right? Uh, If you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, I think an appointment with him is a reasonable thing to have. (laughs) Wouldn't you agree? Okay. So, uh, let's look at this a little further. You know, God has set up these celebrations himself. This is not our idea. This was his idea to have appointments with him for us so we can get closer to him. Now, look, why would you read Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, etc. We say this at funerals, we read it for encouragement, we apply it to our lives, so why not uh, do the same thing with Leviticus 23? It's all part of the Old Covenant. Or Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which we learned when we were young kids, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your ways. We, uh, we apply that. We memorize it. We speak it. And it's part of Proverbs. Why not follow Leviticus two, uh, 23 as well? So let's examine this scripture together over the next couple weeks, these scriptures, and see what God is saying to you. So we start with Leviticus 23 and verse 1. Uh, let's start right there. The Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, verse 2, speak to the sons of Israel and say to them. Now, let's stop there. You might be saying to yourself, I'm not a son of Israel. Um, But I would say to you at this, if you were to read Ephesians 2, 12, it says, at that time, you were separate from Messiah, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now... In Messiah Yeshua, you who were once far far off have been brought near by the blood of Messiah, for he is our shalom, our peace, the one who made the two into one and broke down the middle wall of separation or partition. Within his flesh, he made powerless the hostility, the law code of mitzvot or or the, the commandments contained in regulations. He did this in order to create within himself one new man from the two groups, making peace, shalom, and to reconcile both to God in one body through the cross, by which he put the hostility to death. 
So if God has put the hostility to death and we are one new man, then when we read the Hebrew scriptures, we don't say it's to them, though there might be some promises that are very specific to Jewish people. But in general, if we see that God is speaking to those who are believers now, as we read the Old Covenant, then it's reasonable to say that he is speaking to all of us, not just Jewish people. So, some of you might say, well, we don't follow the Old Covenant any longer. But I think the same God who's bringing the two, Jews and Gentiles, into one, has also brought his word into one. There are not two books... There are many covenants, and there is one book starting in Genesis and going to Revelation. And we have to understand that it's all anointed for teaching and for, for living our lives to follow God and to get closer to God. Look, it says in the New Covenant, you've been grafted in. So if you've been grafted in and the word is one, it's reasonable to consider that these appointments might be for you. So let's start with the first appointment. Now, this is an appointment that you seem to probably follow. Or we happen to follow it on different days, <laughs> but you still follow it. It's called Shabbat or the Sabbath. So in Leviticus, uh, we'll read again, verse uh, chapter 23, 1 through 3. The Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations. In other words, have a service. That's what a holy convocation is. My appointed times are these. Verse 3. For six days, work may be done, but on the seventh day, there is a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy convocation. You shall do, not do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwellings. So some of you, I would believe, are following this. You go to services. Now, most of you go on Sunday, which is fine. Um, the question is, do you use the whole day as a Sabbath, or are you just doing the one or two hours of church as a Sabbath? In six days, God formed the world, and on the seventh day, he rested. So this is a weekly reminder that we need to rest. Now, God is not saying we need to vegetate nor get distracted. He says rest, and resting means to rest in him. So let's use a 24-hour period to rest in the Lord, to focus on the Lord. Now, as for me, as a Messianic Jew, I do this, I start Friday evening, and I finish Saturday evening. Because we are to keep the Shabbat, and that's how I understand the Sabbath. And of course, we are to keep the Sabbath holy. Verse 4 says, These are the appointed times of the Lord, 
holy convocations which you shall proclaim at the times appointed for them. So we are setting up a calendar of appointments with God. And the first one on our calendar is that one day out of seven is a holy day that we set aside for God. It's actually uh, like tithing. We set aside a tenth, showing God that we are giving back from what he has given us, showing our allegiance to him, showing our love to him. Well, it might be easier in some cases to give a tithe of money, 10% of our money, than it is to give one out of seven days, because our time is so precious. But if we go to the Ten Commandments and we realize that God doesn't want to have idols before him, we are to celebrate him as number one, then it seems to me that the Sabbath is shows us whether or not we have an idol. If our idol is God, so to speak, then we celebrate the Sabbath, a 24-hour period. If our idol is our own joy and our own happiness and getting what we want and doing the things we want, those things become idols and we are not giving God what he has asked for. He has asked for an appointment, a 24-hour period each week. So Leviticus 23 sets up this chapter of holy days These are appointments with God, special days that he's called for us to celebrate. A number of them say that we should do this forever, from generation to generation to generation. So we're going to go through the holy days, and we'll certainly by next week get to Rosh Hashanah. Now, we start with Passover only because Leviticus 23, 5 through 9 has an order. And so, even though Passover is usually in the month of March, um, it also is a time in Leviticus that we are to keep an appointment with God. So it says, remember the deliverance from Egyptian bondage. An unblemished firstborn male lamb was sacrificed and its blood poured on the altar. This is so important because it sets up the reason why Yeshua had to die and why his blood was required. So we see that all these appointed times will point to Yeshua as Messiah. Then we see in the Passover also about leaven symbolizes sin. And unleavened bread speaks of sanctification. And of course, Yeshua is represented by the unleavened bread because he had no sin. God told the Jews to cleanse all leaven from their homes and only Uh, eat unleavened bread, matzah, for seven days, symbolizing our holy walk with the Lord. Yeshua is that bread of life. He was born in Bethlehem, 
And in Hebrew, Bethlehem is the house of bread. Okay. From there, we go to Leviticus 23, 10 through 14. Yeshua is the, this is Yom HaBikurim, the day of the first fruits. Yeshua is the first fruits, as we see in 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 23. Yeshua's resurrection marked the beginning of the harvest of souls. In John 12, 23 and 24 and 32, it shows Yeshua was likened to a grain of wheat falling to the ground and dying to produce a great harvest. Yeshua arose on first fruits. And then we count the Omer for 50 days, starting with the second night of Passover to Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks which is 50 days later in the counting of Omer, which is in Leviticus 23, 15 and 16, remind us that the redemption from slavery was not complete until we received the law, God's word, the Torah. And without God's spirit, which is also given to us hundreds of years later on Shavuot, we don't have the strength to keep his word. So the Feast of Shavuot, uh, which is Pentecost, 50 days after first fruits, is found in Leviticus 23, 17 to 22. 50 days after the first fruits, we celebrate Shavuot, which is the remembrance, as I said, of the law, the receiving of the law. The two loaves of leavened bread are presented to God, a reminder that though we have sinned, God desires Jew and Gentile to worship him together. Amen? Okay. In unity. And so 50 days after Yeshua arose, a group of Messianic Jews received the Holy Spirit. Yeshua said, unless I go, the Holy Spirit will not come, but when I go... Uh, I will send the Holy Spirit unto you. And he wrote his instruction, the Torah, on the hearts of believers. So we just quickly reviewed the spring appointed times and they have all been fulfilled. Fulfilled in Yeshua. Fulfilled in the Spirit of God. Now, Next week, we're going to start with the fall appointed times, which are all yet to be fulfilled. And the first one, as I mentioned, is Rosh Hashanah, which begins next Sunday evening. Well, I don't have time to go uh, and, and speak further on this, but I do want to mention this, that I'd love for you to participate in these appointments with God. So just email me a quick note that you'd like our calendar of appointed times. If you're going to do this, do it now, because as I said, it's it's a week from now, and I want you to see what's available to you. Also, you might not want to come to Tampa. You might be closer to one of our other congregations. Would you go on our website, which is shoreshdavid.org, S. H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. And you can check out the calendars, or I can email you the calendar. Just email me, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, and uh, we'll take care of it for you. We'll get it out to you um, tomorrow. 
And this is a great time for our rabbis to come visit your church. So, again, if, if that's something you're interested in, please either ha- email me, have your pastor email me. We, we would love to speak and talk about these feasts that are so important, I believe, for Christians, too. Consider also giving us a special gift during this Holy Day season uh, so that we can stay on the air. And for that, it would be great if you called Karen at 813-831-5673. Listen, come bring a Jewish friend. Uh, We want to see you next Sunday evening. So uh, we look forward to seeing you, uh, celebrating God's appointed times with you. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in a word of prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.